due to the ignorance of our host, parental discretion is advised. And welcome back to the other side of the Beehive, episode 248. It's your weekly boy because Justin is out of town and he left me with not only the podcast, but also work. Because he's my boss now. Oh, no. We're podcasting 24-7 nowadays. Uh, and yeah, he's like, peace out. And he's also quitting the podcast. Are you guys, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking for a... Uh, That's Mike. Yo, if you need some hands, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just down the road. He's the muscle. You know these guys. I had them last time. I was acting like a little girl. I still do. Every time I see him, even though they're my guys and my boys. <laughs> Advent Horizon. Shuffle. What else? Beach Death, The Great Gig, Alta Avenue, High Octane. Uh, what else? Hey, I'm going to go take a smoke break while you, you mention <laughs> yeah. all these fucking names. Well, and all of those bands are us three plus yeah. people. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so yeah. we're the main three in all of those bands. <laughs> One time, uh, uh, Riley asked me to join a band, but that's whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, how you guys doing? Oh, yeah, so good, man. Join a band? Yeah. Remind me this story. We were what at my... We were, we were at my... Realtors rooftop that party. Rooftop party. And I was like, I have this idea for this for this project. Would you in, would you be interested? I'm like, sure. Whoa. And this is the and second you time forgot. And, and then this is the second time we talk about it. Four or five years ago. Five years ago. We just brought it up here about a year, year and a half. We had some guests and we were talking about music and stuff like that. And and I think that because it's actually, uh, we're turning into a clip on our on our Instagram. Because you guys played, um, what's that song? Remind me. Na, 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 na. What do you do with, oh, the, with uh, the cowbell? Yeah. On the party, you were like, Angel, come on and play with us. And I was like, okay. Like, I was like halfway eating my taco. I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I walked and jumped in there. And I started just going with the cowbell. But... You know when you get those when you get the uh, when you know a song like that song like I know the song right, but then in the moment you're like forget the song. Oh yeah, because it's not a song that you hear all the time. Like mm-hmm. you know it, you go oh yeah, that's, that's a good jam. But so when you started with the, I was like oh we're done, and I just that's put my stuff song. down and I went back to sit down. And I started eating my old taco. Well, and everyone, then, <laughs> everyone forgets about that bridge because yeah, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. It's super weird. Yeah, yeah. And then and then it started again. And then and then Riley was like, are you ready to come back? And I was like. Oh. oh shit, that's right. <laughs> and then, uh, what's, like, the what, what's the name? What's the name of the girl you guys? The guys play with uh, Lisa. Lisa. Mm-hmm. She was like, she was because I gave it to her right, and then I went to sit down, and then she just she just held it the entire time, and then and then he's, he's like, right, he's like, you ready to come back, Angel? And she just went. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, we're I, not done. I think that party was the reason why we stopped doing the middle of that song yeah. when we play it. Because that that was not the only time that's happened. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Happened so, many so times. now wait, so I'm not the only cowboy <laughs> player. You motherfucker! <laughs> no, one third battle. It's actually a gag that we do. So we do the whole like, yeah. um, I have a fever kind of yeah, bit yeah. from mm-hmm. SNL. It's, mm-hmm. it's a whole thing, and we'll we'll do it at like weddings or parties, yeah, and yeah. like make the bride or groom or like the the CEO of the company embarrass <laughs> themselves in front of everybody with the cowbell. But we'll literally only just do like the yeah. first half of the song now because yeah. nobody wants a six minute version of that That's song. Yeah. They want the hype. They want to get a few pictures, and yeah. they want it over. That's it. So, shuffle, Bane. 
I cannot even explain to people what this band makes me feel. Because it's like, it takes me everywhere, right? It takes me from the oldies, the rock, the pops. I mean, everything. And I was going through your guys' uh, website, right, for, for Shuffle. You guys have about, I mean, I counted them. Uh, 130 plus songs. It's probably out of date, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah that's we've a lot more, more that, for sure. Really. Yeah. yeah, and and okay. that's just like, the songs that we want to play. Yeah. That's not the songs that we can play. Um, we, yeah. the three of us, with all of the bands that we're in, just cover music. Correct me if I'm wrong here, bro. It's got to be have over, over 300. It's got to be over 10 hours. I was thinking yeah. about this. I was like, with all of the music we've played in random entertainment bands, like if you if. I'm pretty sure we could play for 10 hours straight and play different songs. <laughs> I mean, well, you heard it first. Like, we, have, <laughs> we got the material for it. We'd be scraping yeah. the bottom I mean, of the would barrel. We be, would we play for 10 hours straight? The, no, the I do not have the stamina. I got to hey, train for you that. You guys, you, you want to do this for a living, and some people work 10 hours a day. So, hey, yeah. Yeah, now you're yeah. playing 10 hours a day. Yeah. I was you thinking heard it first. That. You got a bar mitzvah. Oh, my God. Get this guy's home. Call me. Oh, dude, we'll do our we'll do our three hour version of Hava Nagila. I was no, I was th uh, I was playing a restaurant the other day, and I was thinking about it, like um, because I'll play when I play acoustic sets at yeah. restaurants. I'll play for like three hours, yeah, and I get paid pretty well for just doing a three-hour set, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you think of it hourly for what yeah. I'm playing, I'm getting paid way more than anybody you? else at They're the restaurant. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. But, but I, I have was, to. I so I was just thinking about that though, like like a lot of these people at this restaurant, the cooks, the servers, mm. the managers, the even the like the host and stuff, they're all arguably working a lot harder than I am and a yeah. lot longer than I'm working for, but I'm getting paid a lot more than they are hourly. <laughs> but you have, to, like, you, also, you but you have to think. You have to put a pin in there. Uh -huh. Circle back a little bit. Okay, okay. They have not had the years of training yeah. to perform the way that you have. Right? Yeah. It's bad. Pay. As a cook, you can be working for years as a cook and be really fucking good as a cook. Yeah. But it's not a growth situation. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I've worked line. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, and that is like, once you get there and you're really, really good at line, that's, just, that's, that's what it. you do. For that's years. what you do. That's, what you do. Yeah. that's true. That's so, true. Like, so it's a skill building thing. And right? I think there's also some element of, um, of like uh, like volume going on where these people are working 40 hour weeks at the restaurant, but I'm only working three hours at that restaurant in that week. <laughs> yeah. And like, and, and so it, because I'm working less hours, I'm able to you demand more. I don't know. Like right this weird. You know how much of a douche you sound right now? <laughs> these guys are working there all week. I make more money in three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Knowledge. And they feed me. <laughs> it feels um, unfair is what I'm yeah. trying to say. Yeah. So what he's trying to say is that no, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, that's fine. There always has to be the moment at the beginning of the podcast. We gotta where set the I, tone. We gotta unveil the tone, my douchiness. That's right. That's, that's right. That's right. Um, <clears throat> I saw you guys in American Fork, Pleasant Grove. I think uh, that was yeah, American, American Fork. Fork. American Fork. Yeah. yeah. You guys killed it. Um, that was a wild show. That was a good show, and I remember I I went in there, and. I sat there on the on the side because I was eating, and all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh, but well, there's nobody on the front. Let's sit in the front." And then I went. And I sat in the front and I started like, just listening to the goods, dude. Until Riley decides to jump off the stage, gets all the people going, and now I'm like, 
<laughs> You're sitting oh, in the middle I gotta of the stand up or they will step all over my nutsack. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, God damn it, Rocky. And, so, the, and then we had like 200 kids surrounding the stage for yeah. the rest of the night. It was so fun, dude. How, how, did, how does it feel to know that you have that power, though? To just say, hey, everybody's being boring or bored. You know, everybody looks bored. Let's just get him to pump up. You know the exact song to do it with, or is it any song? It's just, it's just, it's just the vibe, the feeling. How do you study the crowd in like the first two, three songs? Uh, I, I think it has to do equal parts with energy that you're putting out as a performer, mm. um, and and willingness also to not like to not be afraid to put yourself in a slightly awkward situation. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, because if nobody jumps, you're just like, yeah, you're okay. like, hey, I'm jumping mm-hmm. alone up here. Like, like, you have to well, be okay to. with that to <laughs> yeah. some level. I think um, you, well, and that's, sorry. Yeah, you have Continue. to be comfortable with like who you are as a performer too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you've got to find like what, like what you're good at performing in terms of like getting people into it. Like yeah. not everybody can be like Ozzy Osbourne on stage, you yeah. know, like Ozzy Osbourne has a thing, like he's him on stage. Well, you'll piss yourself. So like, yeah. Yeah. it's about getting the experience <laughs> to be confident, but then also like understanding, like, I don't know how you're confident best. Yeah. yeah. So th- Riley and Grant, who is not here, son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, the second <laughs> time we do this, he's not here. Right. Right. And he's like, Oh, I'm out of town. Right. Although we don't have another yeah. mic, so, so. yeah, <laughs> no, but like they are both very good at, like Kason said, and compounding on what Kason said, knowing what we are good at, and we've had so many years of playing to completely dead and or empty crowds, that knowing what we're good at, what we can throw out. All right, the crowd's not into it. We have this list of yeah. songs that we can just like talk into one of the talkback mics in our ears and be yeah. like, all right, we're throwing out this song. <clears throat> hit it yeah right and know exactly how to get a certain crowd and especially like a festival crowd like that mm-hmm. where it's like a bunch of families and kids yeah the families they're our age or older right like the parents generally speaking so they know exactly what we're playing yeah the kids they just want to get hyped mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it doesn't matter what you're doing when you're yeah. playing for kids they just want to get hyped so mm-hmm. riley just like jumping into the crowd and just like shredding some yeah, yeah. solo <laughs> and like taking kids phones and doing selfies and yeah. stuff like that's just a hype moment right so it's yeah. i don't know it's just like Kason said like riley said we're playing to our strengths things mm-hmm. that we've done for years and years and as soon as we step out of that zone, we're fucking done. You know, <laughs> like there's nothing we can do. We can't recover. One thing that I noticed, that I was, I was, I've always been jealous of, is that when I met you guys, you guys had uh, uh, the other guitarist, Benny. Oh, Benny. Benny. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, so I've said this again. And I've said it many times, right? I, uh, I saw you guys, and I was like, oh, these guys are fucking amazing. And then you guys had Benny, right? And then all of a sudden. Benny's gone. Uh, and then you guys come back with Grant, and then I'm, I always went, well, he's just as good. If not, I mean, with all the respect, if not better. And I don't mean it like that. I just mean it's just there's no change. Like, it, it doesn't, doesn't seem different. Mm-hmm. And, we, and, I, and I'm only, like, I'm jealous about this because I had such a hard time finding people, finding members for a band. Yeah. And I was like, I was a, I was a band whore, you know. I was like an, so many of them. But it was, it was always that one person that's like either slacking or like he just leaves. And I was like, okay, well, now let's try to find somebody else. And then there's, there's never the same and it's never that talent or even more talent. But then that person is not leaving. 
And then he the he go you know he comes he stays and then you guys start shuffle and then shuffle then you get Lisa in and I'm like well she's fucking amazing yeah she's great right yeah and then Grant and Grant has a Grant voice I see what I did there hey, yeah <laughs> very good and then what's the name of your uh, keyboardist oh uh, Randon 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 yeah we do a lot of gigs Brandon with them too. without the B oh yeah is that how he says it lazy no Brandon. that's what I say <laughs> <laughs> um and so. Again, last time I, I saw you guys, it was like, okay, so this they got this new guy. And then it was like, well, he's just as good. I'm like, I'm like fuck this guy. <laughs> like, I tried to do this for so long. And there was, it, I, did, I never had that. It's hard to luck. find dependable people, man. It really yeah, it is. is. Like, it's not easy. Well, like, I feel like we really lucked out with Randon. That dude is solid. Well, yeah. we just really lucked out that everybody that we've had has been in our circle for a long time. Okay. So, like, Grant was in Kaysen's band in high school that mm. Riley and I beat in a battle of the bands. Ah. <laughs> like, so, like, we all go back too. <laughs> far. We both played a Rush song. Theirs sucked. Ours was awesome. Um, <laughs> it's true, though. It it's is so true. true. <laughs> we talk I mean, about this all the time. They played a better song, but they, we they played a pl worse song better. Correct. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so Makes that's sense. how you Ooh. know. Mm -hmm. So okay. Grant has been in the in the group for a long time. Yeah. I even had a stint with them when they kicked out their weirdo drummer. Mm. Um, and then Lisa was also kind of in the fold because, um, well, we played her father-in-law's birthday her, party. Yeah, we played her father-in-law's retirement oh, re party. Retirement party, and that's right. And she... She hired us because she had seen us somewhere and they, they hired us to do this party. And then she like contacted us a couple days before the party and said, Hey, you don't know me, but, uh, but you guys are great. And I would love to, uh, to sing a heart song with you at my dad's retirement party. And, and she's like, and I promise I don't suck. No, oh, yeah, like, I'm glad one. she prefaced yeah, that. That's a good one. We did not know what to expect because yeah. it's fairly common for people to ask to like yeah, yeah, yeah. sit in with us and sing a song. But <laughs> she's so like, can I get it? You're like, four year old virgin, come on, pretty lady. She got up and like, we didn't know what to expect. We get, we're on, you know, we're on this at this party playing music and then we're like hey lisa giacoletto come up on stage and sing this heart song with us we hope she's good yeah and she gets up and sings and we're like having a hard time playing the song because she's so good that we're all like we can't pay attention Dude, it's like, it, was, it was instant boner it was, it was yeah, instant so boner good. town well she's married so relax yeah, we have a thing. <laughs> but, we have a bad thing. Yeah, we have a bad thing. No, but it was it was insane. And then we saw her a few years later. Mm -hmm. This was at Fats before they tore it down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she came to see us. Yeah, and us. she was like, I don't know if you remember me, but I was the one that oh, sang I forgot Heart about with that. Because yeah. we were doing a Rush cover show. First of all, like, you will forget. Huh? Like, be like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, just, of course we know that. who you are. Yeah, and, she, and then the rest was history. So it's yeah. like, keeping these people... I don't know, in the group for so long yeah. has been very helpful because it doesn't feel like we're trying to get new band members. Mm -hmm. It feels like our family is just moving around. Yeah. You know? See, the exception to that is Randon. Except for Randon. Because Randon, we decided we wanted a keyboard player and then... Actually, Lisa, Lisa turned him on to Lisa, us. Or turned us on to him. Lisa 
texted me and said, hey, there's this guy who wanted me to play in his Pink Floyd show, and I, I didn't agree to it, but he seems like he's pretty good and dependable, so you should call him about being a keyboard player. I'd never heard the guy. I'd yep. never seen him. Same. I'd never seen his face. I Same. didn't know if he was good or bad or anything. I don't know why, honestly. We, and he doesn't really, sure why he he doesn't really risk, he at the time, but, was not a keyboard player, No, he, too. that's the other no. thing. We <laughs> called him, and, and he said, I called him and said, hey, we've got a bunch of gigs this summer we need a keyboard player for. Can you get ready for, you know, this three hours of music and he said well i'm actually a guitar player i don't really play keyboards very much uh but sure i'll learn the parts and he shows up to the first gig and has every song down oh, every note he has the patches <laughs> built perfectly all the sounds yeah, and on top of that harmonies. he had learned a bunch of the guitar parts and the vocal harmonies yeah. and just that's amazing so we got, we, we we got just, very lucky with we that really one. lucked out that we found yeah a workhorse yeah mm -hmm. like any anything that needs to be done he's like he'll just show up even without being asked be like hey i found the um, the actual samples for this patch for in this song that we want to play how does it sound my favorite thing he's done is for all star like he gets the scratching record sample in mm -hmm. there like i remember the first time he did that and i like looked over at him and he just gave me like the biggest grin ever he's like yeah. Oh, yeah. i found the one thing that we weren't doing in the track yeah. and figured out how to do it but i mean it just turns out that he's a goofy ass nerd like the rest of us so yeah. he just yeah, he just works. fit in how did you don't, you're not a nerd are you, you don't I don't I see mean, you I'm, as a nerd. Look at no. him. <laughs> I'm wearing glasses and I'm no, wearing but not, a no, white shirt that was drawn by a four-year-old. No. And I, well, I don't know. I, does that qualify? I didn't even... <laughs> <laughs> well, because I know that Mike is probably into Pokemon and shit, but I don't see Fuck you yeah, dude. It. I you still are, you have are. my <laughs> Pokemon collection. I went through it like a month ago. I, I'm... Anyone from our generation? Yes, all about yeah. the Pokemon. Pokemon, a, dude. We also we, got Pokemon. We've played the Pokemon theme song at I'm gigs a, before. A, I'm a Ninja Turtle whore. Ooh. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the old cartoons. Yes. Dude. Yeah. Who's your favorite? That's me. <sighs> Mikey. Yeah. But I, I, always say, I, I always say this. I fell in love with Michelangelo, not because of the personality that they gave him afterwards, mm -hmm. afterwards but it, it was because of... He was the one with the nunchucks. Yes. Because back when I was... He I, was nunchucks and pizza, baby. Yeah, because back when I was watching it for the first time, back in 1953, they, <laughs> they were all funny. Yeah. It wasn't just Mikey, the funny one. They, yep. You know, when they came out with the customs and stuff like that, so everybody was... Everybody was funny. Yeah. Nowadays, it was like, oh, there's the smart one, the leader, the grumpy one, and yep. the funny one. No, back then, they all were. So mine was always like the the OG cartoon and then the early live action movies. Yeah. Donnie was always my favorite. Yeah, see? Cuz cuz Donnie was funny, but he was cool, you yeah, know? Yeah. He was like the cool nerd. What do you guys think about okay, okay nerds? What do you guys think about this last movie? You guys I haven't watch? seen it yet. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. it yet. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I will. Yeah. And I've seen every single one of them. I'm kind of stoked on the art style though cuz the art style seems pretty chill, <laughs> but like I don't know. The the last few animated TMNT movies have, yeah. they they haven't been the all ages movies yeah. that they have been in the past and they're now kids movies yeah. and I was actually talking to my girlfriend about this uh, a few days ago where I feel like the um, the all ages genre of movies especially nerdy ass movies is over it's either mm. a kids movie or an adult movie mm. and what we grew up with 
was all ages movies, something that you could just like turn on the TV and it'll be playing late night and anybody watching it can enjoy it. Right. So like early TMNT had a ton of raunchy shit, you know, Mm -hmm. I get, it wasn't afraid to hold back on that front, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Are you into a specific, uh, cartoon or actual figure? Oh God. Uh, Outing myself here. My wife loves Jason. My wife loves anime. Like, oh, really? so we watch. We watch a. I mean, I watch a fair amount of her anime. But there's also like some. There's some animes that like I really really enjoy. Yeah. Like Full Metal Alchemist and oh. that kind of shit. That shit's kind of shit. I love The Simpsons. Does that count, dude? He's obsessed <laughs> with The Simpsons, <laughs> man. Yeah, I was never a Simpson fella. I was yeah. more of a Family Guy guy. Family yeah. Guy, Family Guy, especially their first like four or five seasons yeah. were incredible. They lost me a little bit after that, not because they changed, but I think because I just like the way that you consume you, like, comedy. You grew, yeah, I you grew up you grew a little. Up. I, I don't know. I stopped. Hey, your words. You your words. adulted. <laughs> adulted isn't the right word. Like, ever since I got a kid, uh... <laughs> Family Guy is no. not funny. <laughs> I think actually what it was is somebody because those first several seasons of Family Guy came out when we were in like middle school I think it was like late elementary through middle school when those early seasons were Mm -hmm. for us and uh, and then in high school my friends introduced me to South Park and that just like took over Mm. My caring I mean, at the about time, Family South Guy. Park was like pushing the boundary to yeah. Yeah. more so than Family well, Guy. Yeah, for South sure Park just it felt a lot more like uh, Family Guy is all about like quick jabs, mm-hmm. and South Park is all about like I mean they do plenty of quick jabs, but it's all about like current event humor, and there's like a long running story of the show, and yeah. there's like and then there's Simpsons more to is dive somewhere into. in the back, just a slow burn. <laughs> yeah, Simpsons is like. <laughs> Simpsons is great. Um, no, I don't know, man. I've never been, I've never been super passionate about anything like full stop film wise or <laughs> or anything. Like I, I, I like a lot of stuff. I love Star Wars. I love Lord of the Rings. I love a lot of stuff, but I've never had one thing that was like this is my thing. Yeah, well, yeah. you know enough to nerd out with us. Where when we're in like the band green room or whatever and we have a couple hours to kill and we're just like shooting the shit you know enough about these nerdy things that you can nerd out mostly from listening to you guys nerd about okay we not from accumulated i got invited to be on the green on the green room last time yeah oh yeah lots of coke you guys are rock stars you know me down the hills dude wow um i was also never uh uh a South Park guy, hmm. and and nowadays seems like uh, what is it? A uh, what what cartoon is this? Pickle Rick. Oh, Rick, Rick, and, Rick, Rick and Morty. Morty. I never. I was yeah. into the first few seasons for sure. Yeah, I like the first two, but after that, it lost In me. In fact, last last time <clears throat> that I went to get a tattoo done by the last guy that used to used to do my work, he was like, I I I found it kind of cool because when I started going with him, he was like. He was like, I want to listen to what I want while I tattoo you, right? So I was like, just listening to music that I don't really care for. But this last few times, he was he would give me the control remote, the, the remote control, and say, "Hey, you watch whatever you want, and I'll just go to work." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." So you're kind of distracted watching what you want to watch, and then you don't necessarily feel it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is like, "Oh, have you seen a uh, freaking morning?" I was like, "I'm like, I know what it is, but I never seen it." And I was like, "Oh, you got?" And then he started playing it. And then he started start he started tattooing me, and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, and he's laughing. And I'm like, like I, I mean, 
it's funny, but it's not like I'm laughing funny. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, and also you're tattooing me, so maybe don't don't, move, <laughs> don't laugh too Stop much. Stop laughing. With the <laughs> but no, I was never that. Never never called my attention. Yeah, that's fair. So, so I'm just. Uh, I don't really know Rick and Morty because I've seen I think one episode, but it does seem to me that it's a show that. The things that are funny are more of a like, oh, Rick type of funny. It's, you know, well, the, a lot like, of it's not the jokes themselves. It's the context of right, yeah. uh, Bro, Bluey, I'm just going to tell you right now, Bluey is straight up one of the about. best shows. Like, no, you can't argue Bluey is one of the best oh, shows man. ever made. Who's Bluey? Bluey is a, it's a, it's a kid show. I think it's Australian. It's, Blues, it's an Australian kid show about a family of dogs. Yeah. Um, but it's the episodes are never longer than about seven minutes, so it's really quick, and it's uh, it's like more for adults than it is for kids. But it is a kids show. Like all the humor is yeah. the, what entertains kids is the colors and that there's kids playing. But the all the dialogue is like way over kids' heads. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> it's very cleverly written. Just give all, it dude, all, a, I, a have binged, trip. I have <laughs> I have sat on couches and binged Bluey with my kids for two three hours. And oh my been god! Just, can just be. imagine in like five <laughs> ten years they hear something and they're like, oh, that was that Bluey joke. That was <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. You, you have one two now. How many? I got two two now. Right, yep. right. And uh, I know you don't. You know you don't. Lisa has kids. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. two. Mm-hmm. Grant doesn't, right? Nope. Grant has well, a stepdaughter. Grant is engaged, Ish. and his fiance has. Uh, oh, so she, he has a stepkid. Yeah, yeah. stepkid who's okay. eighteen. I want to say. She, yeah, 18, 17, 18, 18, She's eighteen. Else. I was yeah. talking to him about it. Yep. So Grant got to skip all the young Bluey age. Nice, <laughs> nice. And just know, deal with now the angsty teenager. I've only met him a couple times. I met him for the first time at. Uh, it wasn't even American Fork. It was uh, that the other one you did. Where was the other one at? Murray? Oh yeah, Midvale. Midvale. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where I actually got to talk to him. He was nice. he was eating right next to me. They were watching those 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 kids dance or whatever that DJ was trying to make kids do. <laughs> Wait, uh, what gig was, was this? Fun. The Midvale Harvest Days Festival. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So I remember I, he was. I saw him. I was like, oh, that's so and so. And he was just sitting there with the girl, which I figured was with him. But that was the first time. That's the one that I went to the green room. Oh, yeah, in the back. The green room. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that awkward green room. It was super yeah. long. That was like really, it was like, it was all cinder blocks. And then and he was, was separated with the dancers like, too, right? And the dancers like, being all like loud and yeah. swearing <laughs> shit. And naked. That's fucking disgusting, dude. should see us yeah, at weddings. Come on, Sometimes they fine. like don't give us a green room at weddings and we're like, that's a terrible idea. Like, yeah, it's a <laughs> Every once in a while, choice. you know, like the bridal party will be like, yeah, you want to party? But other time they're like, ugh, they're gross. What are they saying? I, I just get really <clears throat> concerned about the subject matter of the conversations that happen at very loud volumes in the green rooms. It's, it's literally this time. guy and everybody else. <laughs> they just fucking yell. They're like, yo, the last time I was doing drugs <laughs> and fucking bitches. And like everyone can hear them. And like it's, I have some, you know, restraint. <laughs> so I usually like whisper, hey, yo, the last time I was doing drugs. Fucking bitches. But like, oh, my God. Dude, well, the, like, this, the, the, that that time at uh, uh, that I was in the green room, you were drinking and you burp and you had to finish your burp and this dancer from the other room just <laughs> yeah. come out. And- 
and Mike had to do the burr, sorry. <laughs> it was like half and half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, classic Not Mike. First time. Oh, we're all Latinas. Yep. So, yeah, it's fine. It's normal. We're trying to make so people good. dance. Uh, <clears throat> so, the reason why you guys are here is because you guys are becoming a part of this podcast every day now. Okay. Cool. Sounds and sad. also, oh, it's you guys. Daily, not weekly? It's daily, Sick. man. Now that you guys are here, I'm going to make you work 10 hours a day. <laughs> All right. I, 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 did bring, I did bring my W9, so. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the only thing or is. Or W2. Which no insurance, though, so uh, be careful. I don't have uh, insurance anymore. And also, there, I got a lot of problems with HR. But anyway, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, finally, my favorite band is out. Advent Horizons, new album. Tell us all about it, and it's been about 45 minutes, so we can get out of here. Sounds good. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so it all started when I was about five so years old. Well, so when I make, so when I'm in my, <laughs> I, I was just thinking about the fact that we've spent the last half hour talking about everything like, else, shuffle, and yeah. like anybody, anybody who's fan. an Advent Horizon yeah. fan, we who, just like what the hell? Who, yeah, who's tuning into this expecting to hear about Advent is hearing <laughs> like uh, with no context <laughs> about us hanging out in we're green rooms go, and dude, playing Smash you guys Mouth know this. All this Star. Show is, this show is like, all over the place. They play Smash. They play All Star. <laughs> I just what the I, hell? I just got that from somebody who started listening. They're like, "Well, you." Uh, uh, it was it was a it was a, a girl from work, and she, and she was like, "Well, you guys don't like. You guys have like you know guys you guys know what you guys going to talk about," and I'm like. No. He was like, what steers the... I was like, I'm like, nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just we're go. talking about kids, and then the next <laughs> we're talking about porn. I mean, I, it, yeah. that's just how we are. And, it's, and, it's, and it happens because, obviously, Justin and I were blue-collar workers, and we come from the construction world, and, and, and we've been in the field, and we know how it is, and we know how people talk, and so we have that in common. But we come here, and we're literally having, like, a out and just a conversation, but now it's being recorded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, you know, sometimes people go, but it's just us, man. It's just yep. us. Yep. Uh, we're here. And, All right, and so here. for anybody who's still like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. Shuffle is our band to play covers and make money. That's right. Advent Horizon <laughs> is our original band that we actually care about. It doesn't make it doesn't any money. That doesn't make any money. But if you're really worried about it, we play all of our cover songs in 7-8. So it's totally fine. Oh, you yes. don't have to worry. It's super proggy. <laughs> so, oh my god actually sometimes <laughs> oh my gosh so uh first things first it's been how long since your last album so state, eight years uh yeah 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 eight years since yeah. number years. 2015 we did three. technically yeah. do an ep thing in 2017 that was just a couple tracks yeah, what, what, what are you a rapper um <laughs> And young, we young Riley released another single in 2021. <laughs> so we we didn't quite I, drop completely off the map. So I recorded my drums for this new record mm. in 2020. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, I'm not even joking. And that I was, was gonna, three years. And I was going to tell you this. This this was my next question. In in eight years, this this you know this year's been taken. This album's been taken. After the second album, do you guys are you guys still working on things, or you guys just go, let's just relax for a minute. We have this out; it's doing its thing. Let's just start another band so we can make money off of. Actually, that's that more yeah. so that is that, exactly yeah. what happened. I mean, I don't think we ever were like. I mean, there were times where it was a little harder, but like really, it was like we were we were like, how the hell are we gonna make money playing music? Like, how are we gonna yeah. make this our job? Like. 
because to be honest, original band is never going to really pay the bills. Like most people that I know that play original music, um, they're doing other shit. They're teaching lessons. Yeah. They're they're recording on records. They're playing in entertainment bands. A lot of people don't like to talk about that, but like people go out there and they have to make money. Yeah. So it was kind of this idea of like, how are we going to make this sustainable? Because yeah. you know, if if we're a big name in the prog rock or prog metal world, we're bringing in what maybe like thirty to sixty thousand dollars a year. Like that's not enough to to that's pay maximum. for shit. Like that's yeah. that's if you're like high end. That's high end exactly. Mm. So like. People, people can't, you know, pay their rent off of that or pay their mortgage off of that or pay for so food off of that. We actually spent a few years being Advent Horizon, but because we were like, all right, how are we going to make money? We were going to, we were booking ourselves as Advent Horizon to, you know, like bars, clubs, stuff like that, and not splitting the bill with any other bands. It was just us. So we mm -hmm. had to fill in two or three hours of material. And so we were trying to split original material and cover material and we kept getting more and more gigs being like hey you guys are the band that did that really kick-ass kansas cover mm -hmm. right so more and more often it became uh us getting booked because of our cover music yeah. and then one day i fucking lost it i was just like <laughs> These guys do know. this. Yeah, you're like, like, we cannot this, do this. This is a fucking joke. Yeah. You know, what the fuck are we doing? <clears throat> yeah. And then Shuffle was born. Yeah. And we yeah. had to put Advent Horizon on the back burner for a while. Because mm -hmm. we had to figure out, because like, I don't have a day job. Yeah. Music is what I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a day job, but only in the wintertime. But that's another <laughs> story. Because um, I, I also remember, now that you're talking about this, how everything started. Because I remember uh, back in Back in the 80s, when you guys were playing a uh, shuffle, mm -hmm. I mean, as uh, Advent Horizon. I, <laughs> I think, was uh, 78, I, I think I, Oh, 78, 78. Uh, I think I saw you guys in Sandy Station. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you guys, that. But, oh, but, yeah. Those was, but that was back in the days when you guys were doing Advent. Yep. And then we'll throw, like, Queen. Tons and, of covers. And, and, tons of covers. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And I remember that, and obviously, as a as a as a fangirl that I am, you guys are playing your jams, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" And then you guys play something else, and then the people that I'm with, I'm like, "Oh, that's what I'm talking about." Yeah, yep. the other one, like everybody, no, plays exactly. Well, and it just doesn't work for an audience perspective because your fans just want to see you play your your damn yeah. music, but then like everyone else in the bar or the club could not care less about your yeah. music. They just want to hear you play the songs they already know. Yeah, dude, I are you ready for a fucking terrible memory. You, hopefully it's not around because I'm going to throw the name. Did you guys ever hear about this bar called the... No, I can't remember. It had, a, it had a, the, the word dog in it. The, the, the dog, dog pound. pound. The dog pound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you guys ever play there? We played there, I think, over once. by Gino's. Dude, there was a big yeah. pole, like, right in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle of the yeah. stage. Yo. Okay. Yeah. Oh, did you... <laughs> this is back in, the, you know, back in the 20s when I was playing in a Spanish band. I don't know how we got a gig in that bar. And that bar is like wide, wide. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'm, we're playing Spanish. So we walked in there and I'm carrying like all my shit around. And, and I swear there's like, there's like 10 people at least. And they just see us going like, mm. like old people are like, oh, they're about to fuck the night up. It's guys out. <laughs> and we just come in and we're trying to be professional. We're like, you know, setting all that stuff. And, and I go and get a beer. And there's a lady there, 
And this is about when you can smoke inside of the place. So she's mm-hmm. like smoking. She looks at me and she goes, come on, you're going to play or what? And I was like, uh, not until nine or whatever. And she goes, uh, come on, I want to hear some music. I want to I want to hear some good tunes. And I looked at her and I said, well, you do know we, we play in Spanish, right? And she went, what? <laughs> like, we were a Spanish band. No. And I swear to you, dude. She looked at the other, she looked at the other lady. She goes, "Let's get the fuck out of here!" And they just oh, walked no. out. Here. And they just walked out. And then in the middle of our, I could not play fast enough to get out of there. Uh, yeah. Right in the middle of our gig, there's a dog in the place. This humongous black dog, and he's just, it's like, I'm just jamming, and he's looking at me. He's all. <laughs> at least he liked you. And then I have to do this for people to see me because I have this pole in the middle. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah, terrible. that place is yeah, a dive. Yeah. I think it might still be around. Oh uh, well, but I it just, is one I of the dives. That sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> but we had fun. Uh, it was amazing. Good dreams. I love that dive bars are like this universal experience that we all have as, as oh, musicians. Oh, every musician like, has dive bar stories. Oh, yes. Yeah, for sure. And dive bar stories formed shuffle for us. Yeah. We we're like, fuck this, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and then it also led to Advent Horizons most recent record yeah because we were sitting going back to talking about us yeah um, we were seriously sitting on music for years oh, wow. and like riley you had a bunch of music that we would we would get together every once in a while and talk riffs we would talk music talk shop but it wasn't like a big thing until 2018 well, it was when you and I went on that trip in 2019 up to Washington together because yep. yep. we we in 2019 we both decided like okay it's been long enough Advent hasn't really done anything let's at least start trying to be serious about mm-hmm. what we're gonna do from here and so Mike and I just hopped in a car and we drove up to <clears throat> uh, we drove up to the Olympic Peninsula. Mm-hmm. So not Seattle, you know, farther the west opposite from side of the, the other side of the Puget yeah. Sound from Seattle. Yeah, side of the we shout out. Yeah. Hey, hey. yeah, shout out. Um, and we just spent like close to a week up there, just driving around. Uh, experiencing the nature, kind of trying to be inspired and just talking a lot about what we wanted the future to be. And we visited a really good friend of ours uh, who is... So far ha- sounds kind of gay, but... It, it was incredibly <laughs> homoerotic. It was, it was, oh my God. <laughs> it's a band trip. Like it, it yeah, just we were fucking on beaches. Like, oh my, Don't Sorry, even get me started. Those are cold <laughs> beaches, dude. That's my hometown, don't be baby. So serious, we had right? an we're agreement, Mike. <laughs> we had an agreement. Yeah, this is the place to let it all out. Yeah, word. dude. Every, come, every time you come over here, you're like, "I'm a father. I'm tired. I'm like, let it all out. Yeah, Kristen I want to know. Come on, now. All right, you know what? I'm hopped up on yerba mate. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's air it all out. Sorry, keep going. Apologize. Um, we have a friend who's a New York Times bestselling author who's a big fan of the band, and we went up and hung out with her for a week up there and just talked about music. The original intention was to write a story for a concept album and have her write a short novel along to our album. Then we would release them simultaneously. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that um, at some point. Which we still want to do. That's still like in the cards it's and still she's on still team. on board. Um, but what it ended up with was that we we went through all this material that I had written since 2015, since we released Stagehound, which was a good number of songs. We probably had 20 or 30 demo songs of mm-hmm. like basic ideas. 
And we started forming a picture of like which ones we wanted to work with and realizing like we already have an album. Like, I mean, it's not finished. There's a lot of these songs that need like we, the we had the skeletons of an album. We had so, we had the uh, had sketches. Yes, sketches. sketches. And yeah, we just we realized like we kind of have everything we need. We just got to take these songs and finish them up. And so we spent the rest of 2019 into 2020 doing that, writing, yeah. uh, writing and recording what I call our pre-production demos, mm -hmm. which are demos that we are it's still you know recorded in my basement they were all with like uh midi drums they weren't real drums it was all just programmed you know computerized drums yeah. Yeah. so we would just um, sit in his studio and we would play a section we would think hmm, what does it need mm -hmm. throw in this kind of guitar this kind of drum thing all right this next section doesn't really feel like it fits the vibe that we're going for just completely get rid of that like we would just rearrange these songs Revamping. that these demos that you'd been sitting on for <clears> years. so far what i'm getting is case hasn't done shit this whole time but anyway oh, keep going oh, up but, to the, no we're getting this we're getting that this up until story. that point he was useless <laughs> um, hey so. i recorded bass to maybe at what you year. did it must yeah. have been like that you recorded for maybe stupid. i just kept you yeah. recorded the ba the demo bass track for that song in like 2017 and that's the bass track that ended up on the final I very product. vaguely remember it because i remember <laughs> i came over to your house and you were like hey i have this song do you want to record bass and i was like okay sure and i remember just sitting there and like literally it's like super simple and we're just going through the chords and just like every once in a while we'd be like oh well let's just like move that down to the other chord tone or whatever mm -hmm. and then <laughs> and that was the later song. i was like yeah. oh are we gonna redo the demo bass to maybe because like sometimes you just will track demo bass in songs and you're like dude that was you like we can just keep it and i was like oh <laughs> keep that going. was me yeah. keep going please uh, so, work text i'm listening but we had um one of my favorites was i so i found the other day i was trying to look through all the demos that i have of like leftovers from a Zelda call home like all the songs that we didn't do anything with from that mm -hmm. from when those writing periods were happening in the middle of my tangle of demo tracks i found the original like og demo of how did it get so good uh -huh. from before you got your hands all over it oh my greasy mitts all oh, over it, that. it is a completely different song and i sent it to austin because i was mm -hmm. like dude you've got to hear i was like what i said actually when i sent it to him is if you needed <clears throat> confirmation of what mike's role in this band is here's the demo of how did it get so good yep. mm. and i his response was so good i actually got to look this up really quick i really want to hear was, you, did you take lessons drum lessons yeah i took drum lessons for four years okay everything else was self-taught you read music yeah I suck at it. Drum music. Yeah, I was gonna say hardly real I, music. Most of the people in this, well, Riley, you've never really read, sight read music. I can, but yeah. I'm slow. It's we're, been a while. We don't do that anymore. We just listen to in, songs. Yeah, and we're a lot it. more intuitive players yeah. than we are. Like, is there such a thing as reading music nowadays? Unless you're in like, oh a, yeah, but you unless can, you're like in, you a, can. in an orchestra or something. Well, so, oh like, yeah, yeah. There are some people. If you play like horns in jazz bands, like you're gonna be reading. <clears> like, that's what I'm saying. But like, I seen, I seen like, I mean. Dave Grohl's not out in there. A, in original music, no. Right? Like, reading music. I, in original music, that doesn't happen. Some people can if they have, like, a classical background or whatever, but, like... You with, mean Creed? I get it. Dude. Yeah, but yeah. with, like... Because, like, well, <laughs> with I mean, most music, like, rock band stuff, you're not really thinking that way. You're, like, thinking differently. So, in, I, I think a really good example to that question is, you know the drummer Dirk Verburen? Uh, he was... Dirk he's now familiar. He's now the drummer for uh, Megadeth. Okay. 
Um, he was the drummer Wait, for I Soil just, Work. I just saw him on uh, Drumio. That was the Drumio video. Yeah. Not Drumio. Is it Dromeo? When where, they, where he listened to Mr. Brightside? Yeah, and played yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no, that's, in halftime. That, though, yeah. that's exactly what I'm talking about, though. So the first time he listened to it, he wrote down a cheat sheet for that's himself. Right, that's right. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so like that's the kind of music knowledge that you need to have. Mm. You need to know how to parse out the music that you're playing, not necessarily download a chart, print it out, yeah, yeah. and play that whole thing. He wrote out yeah, his own Yeah, because he was like scribbles, sheet. right? He yeah. was, he was, I mean, it wasn't music notes. That's what you're yeah. trying to say, right? There was a, I mean, it, it was scribbles I for himself, yeah, yeah. right? So he knew what he was listening to, yeah. and then the next time he could read through his scribbles and know where he was in the song. Like, that's the kind of music knowledge that you have to have. Yeah. Not necessarily have a music book mm. that you can just flip through. That is good to have, yeah. especially, like like you said, when you're playing jazz or classical or something. Because, yeah. like, we've been hired to play jazz sets at weddings. Mm. And they're like, all right, bring your real book. And it's like, but Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's different, though, like, when you're doing that stuff as a rhythm section guy. Because you're just like, it doesn't even tell you notes. It's just like G minor 7. And you're like, oh, I, this bar I play G minor 7. Like, you're not thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like, as a bass player, you're just, like, picking notes from G minor 7. Like, you're, I don't yeah. know, you're thinking differently than you would. Yeah, That probably takes, it takes some away, right? Don't you think? It takes some of it away. Like, some of the fun yeah. of, like, doing your own thing. I'm it definitely guessing. can. I, like, especially I prefer, if you're reading someone else. I prefer to have the song up here than read yeah. off yeah. a chart. For sure. Same. Yeah. 100%. And that that's our whole band. Yeah. We all prefer to play the music that we want to play off the top of our head and make it a little bit more organic that way. But I, that's that's cover music. I don't disagree with that, but I've had a lot of fun the last year doing these jazz sets because um, I had never played any like real book style jazz prior to two years ago, and uh, it's really fun to to play a song that you've never listened to before. Yeah, yes, like you look sure. at the page and you're like, I don't know what this is supposed to sound like, but I'm just going to read what's on this page and do my interpretation of what the page is telling me to do without ever having heard a recording of it. Yeah, yeah. and it, it does give some like personal license like you can kind of mm -hmm. make your own version of it uh, but that, that's that's the other spectrum of live <clears throat> performing mm -hmm. right because there's there's the studious version there's the being able to read music live at a moment's notice yeah and then there's the you listen to the music then you play it back later mm -hmm. just different two different schools of thought two different languages almost yeah i thought you were going to show us some Oh yeah, what did your what did oh, Austin yeah, say? So I, it, it, <laughs> <sighs> I'm a dad. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy, this guy over here. So uh, yeah, so I sent him the "How Did It Get So Good" original demo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his response was, "This song went from the monkeys to Advent Horizon once Mike got his hands on it." Mm, and that's yeah. a very good way it's to put it. Very, it yeah, yeah. The original version of the of the song, like. The final product was very like ballady and like beautiful and soft in the beginning and the drums don't even come in for like the first two minutes. But the original version, like drums come in right away and it's got this like kind of happy, like shuffly beat yep, going on. I remember on. that. And I the vocals that. are all, they're so lame. Like the lyrics, we kept some of the lyrics, but like the original lyrics are like hello they're beautiful you're looking good tonight i remember <laughs> that so, <lame. laughs> so, so, so to, to give some context um a bunch of the demos that we were working with were either rough mixes or there was like there were songs that i personally was just like that sucks yeah. but there was a moment or a riff or 
like some melodic section that I was like, we can work around that. Yeah. And so like with how did it get so good? We worked around the parts that I thought were sick. Mm-hmm. And then we were seriously just sitting down in the studio, just writing out the middle section because you had, if I remember right, I was like, write a riff to go from this to this. Well, because I wanted to add a heavier section. The way I originally wrote the song, it did have that whole like da 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 in it. It had that whole riff, but it just played that whole section of the song, I think, three times in a row, and then the song just ended from there. And so it was like, it was a full section, but it was just kind of repetitive and then it didn't go anywhere. And so your idea was, well, let's make that section longer but then add a middle section in the middle of it that has a riff that like connects the two halves well, I of think the and wasn't the so riff, riff like an ending phrase where you had that it was and Mike was like just yeah. keep that rolling just yeah. like, <laughs> just, just, no, exactly because yeah. you had a fill to yeah. end the section yeah. and it was sick and I was yeah. like don't end that just keep that going and solo over the top of that riff nice. and then we got Randy McStein to solo over the top of that riff and it's now one of the coolest sections of the record in my opinion it turned out really well it also hurts a lot to play it live because it's so brutal of like that 16th note it's like well and then there's like the little like diminished pattern yeah, thing the diminished in there and it's like where you have to stretch and then you have the to go back it's, it's yeah. I mean rough but yeah but I also have to play three minutes of fast double bass with like blast beats and drum fills mm. all over the place so I feel you but it's fun yeah it's what I want but it's fun yeah so so that uh, that going back to the story of the album um, we go back to my studio, we take a look through all the demos, and we do that process with all of the songs. Listening to the song in its original form, the way that I wrote it, you know, in a sleepy, sleep-deprived stupor at 2 a.m., and turn that into a functioning composition. And then we record the pre-production demos, which are roughly, they're basically the songs in their final form, but just all scratch track versions. Right with fake drums and stuff, and once we've got that, this whole start to finish album, that's when we bring in Kason and have him compose keyboard parts and stuff. Because I had written a bunch of like you placeholder had, synths you had done and some pianos, stuff, but then when stuff. we got together, we and I mean, we spent like what three months recording. It was yeah, yeah it was you, it you was, guys completely transformed the the landscape of the music. Yeah. yeah. So like what Riley and I were really good at was getting the form together. I was really good at listening to what I wanted to hear out of the songs, like whether it was a riff or a heavy section or whatever. And mm-hmm. you're good with structure too. You're like, <laughs> you're good with like big things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an ideas guy. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I'm really good with big things. But then, <laughs> hey, I got you under the high side hustle. <laughs> but then when you two got together, I was just kind of like out of it. I was just like, all right, it's done. Do your thing. Yeah. Then when I heard like the, uh, the finished demos or whatever we were doing at the time, and even more than the demos, after I finished the drums, you guys spent a lot more time actually like composing the keyboard parts yep. finding the sounds that worked finding the, the w- ideas that worked yeah and finding a way to balance the synthesizers and the guitar because they were really clashing in mix in the mix and you guys completely changed the landscape of the music it, it was it, it was went a- from something to something 
way better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it brought the 80s into the album yeah. a bit. Yeah. Um, and it but, brought the prog yeah, in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, it was a cool experience for me because Kaysen, historically, has been our bass player, mm-hmm. always. Yeah. Um, but that moment, that period of whatever it was, three months or whatever, that we were getting together every week and spending time really trying to craft these keyboard uh, tracks, that was the phase where I watched you shift from being a bass player to being a keyboard player. And ever since then, I've thought of you as a keyboard That's player. So like, I don't funny. think yeah. of you I'm as much as a bass mode. player anymore. <laughs> like, I just play bass. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and so, like, during this time period, every month you would buy a new expensive keyboard. I have a problem. His, My, his, a problem. his, his room is... A wall of synthesizers nice. and organs and and, organs. and you have one bass amp. Controllers. I have, dude. That's the only bass amp I need. Dude, <laughs> how many gigs do I play with a bass amp? Half the gigs I don't even have a bass amp. Another another half of half. I mean, not half. Like another huge part that I see in you guys. That fortunately I had. Uh, it's I I had a spouse that was one hundred percent supportive of yeah. whatever I did. Mm-hmm. And huge. that I mean, as 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 people that. You know, because I was there at one point as people that go out and they play and they're chasing a dream for someone to say, I'll help you in any way, shape or form. It's it's like half the battle. right? It's there. huge. Oh, yeah. I also play with people that they're like, hey, we have a gig, whatever night. And they're like, oh, let me talk to my wife. And I'm like, what? like we have a gig. <laughs> like we have a gig. Like yeah, you're part of this. I mean, right. yeah, we're only taking one day out of your week. But That's it tough. was it was so difficult. But I. And again, I see you guys. You guys are traveling and 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 making music and taking your time and spending the money and the time getting oops getting uh, Advent Horizon and Shuffle um, to be where it is and having that support from your significant other is it's huge. Amazing. I actually remember the first time I had that conversation uh, with my wife. Um, at the time, my girlfriend, and it was actually when I was auditioning to play in Advent Horizon because I was working my ass off. I was practicing like easy eight hours plus a day, just like right. trying to learn the music, trying R- to be Riley like. Riley goes, ew. Yeah. <laughs> eight hours a day. Is I know, brutal. A day. <laughs> but I just like, I was like. only I, done it for two. I would have paid yeah. you the same amount. <laughs> I know, but like, I just wanted to do it. And I remember Erica came over to me and she was like, I, we just had it wasn't even like an argument or anything in the car but she was just like you're practicing a lot and i was like well this is just like yeah this is what i'm gonna do because yeah. <clears throat> i feel like i have to do this like this is something i want to do in my life like I'm, I'm going to play music and like there are gonna be times where i'm just gonna like be in my office with my headphones yeah. and do nothing but practice and she was like okay Ah, that's you know what I mean? Gold. And it was that's like, gold. it was like, it wasn't an argument, but it was like an intense conversation, but just to yeah. come out of it being like, okay, I understand that like, this is your thing. And like, if I care for you, then I care for you caring about this thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop you from doing it. That was like huge. Yeah. yeah. You still live in that same place as Soyo? Yeah. Still going to run you over the machine. Yeah. I live right around the corner. You do? Yeah. yeah, I live like. Wait, when did I when did I see you guys? Remember, you guys were together in a car. Yeah, yeah, because I was pick. I think I was picking you up for a gig. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And then you were like, you knocked on my window, and I had like one of those moments. 
I'm also like super <laughs> you look at me awkward in public. What this homeless guy. Was? <laughs> no, no, no. I had one of those Sorry, moments bro, where I was like, cash. I was like, do I know this person? I actually did this recently with an Advent fan. I did this with Cass. I saw Cass at her job. Nice. Jeremy's sister. Oh, yeah. And I did like, I'm so awkward in public sometimes. I'm like, do I fucking know this person? Like, I can't go up to this person and get like their name wrong where it's not that person. And then I'm going to be like all fucking weird about it. So I did the same thing with you where you like knocked on my window. I was like, do I know? And then and you I were giving me a hard, hard time. Hat, right, yeah. Yeah. I had the bandana, the glasses. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, I don't have any change. Go away. And I was like, no, it's uh, <laughs> we're supposed to be friends. <laughs> He's like, shut up. I don't speak Espanol. I was like, whoa, Kazen? Like, oh, God damn, damn I dude. didn't know you were racist. Like, oh, Kazen's like, wait, dude. how do you know my name? I was like, oh, I got a tattoo of you right here. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I haven't, having that, I, I did have that. And, and, and some of my friends that were playing didn't. You ready for a sad story? Uh... uh Sure. I've had for a sad story. I've had a beer, so I'm ready for a sad story. <laughs> Do you guys remember the band that I that you guys opened for that uh, I was playing exit in? Something uh, uh, stage exit. <laughs> My stage exit. Yeah. Even I went. Uh, <laughs> um, JP, Asian guy. Mm-hmm. That's the way. Oh no! Oh, hey man, he got in a electrical bike accident. Ugh. And he went from. Bad to worse. E-bike accident. Did somebody hit him or something? No. All by himself. Man. That sucks, man. Wild. Sober and everything. Brutal. Don't ride e-bikes, Anyway, kids. that's all the time we had. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end. No, yeah, that, that sucks, it, it was pretty... Man. Yeah, we that just went suck. to his uh, celebration of life a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to know that, you know, I spent so much time with this guy, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's, he's gone. And... Him. and you know the 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 roads that we took when it came to our lives at the end of, at the end of things we just separated ourselves right but yeah. um, and we stopped talking uh, we stopped having communication for a while and he just reached out to me and he we just became Facebook friends again I think I think he started another one he just became my friend again and then all after like I'll say a month after that that's crazy and his sister got a hold of me and she goes hey just so you know and I was like wait what. It's like so fucking crazy how life is, dude. Yeah, life live, sucks. Live life while you got it, man. I yeah. feel like, it's especially short. in the music scene, um, it's it's so surreal because you'll have these experiences where you play music with somebody, and when yeah. you when you're on a stage with a person, um, it's like it's almost like it's almost parallel to being like a romantic relationship in a way. You get to yeah. know a person in a way that you wouldn't in almost any other social setting when you're interacting with each other on stage and like learning how each other responds to different cues and yeah. stuff like that. And you'll get to know a person so deeply in that way. But then uh, as happens in the music scene, like you'll just end up in other bands or yeah. one of you will stop playing. And it's like, you have this person that you know almost as well as you would know, like a past girlfriend or something. And then they'll drop off the radar and you yeah. won't, you'll still feel this like memory of them, this, yeah, yeah. this really like strong pull to them even though you may, may never see each other again. Yeah. And we all as musicians have dozens of people like that in our minds. Like I can think of so many people right now who like, same. I know this, these people really well, but I haven't seen them in eight or nine years. Yeah. I wonder what they're up to now. Like, yep. It's interesting. Dude, speaking of, <clears throat> speaking of being a musician, I want you guys to do something. Jason, yes. I want you to look at that camera. Okay. And I want you to talk to this guy named Dre. Dre okay. is one of our, we call him our pot father. He's okay. a, he has to do a lot with every single person that has a pot uh, podcast here. Works for the radio. He's the greatest guy, right? 
He always busts me. And you guys are going to do it too. He busts my balls because he says he's never seen me play. So he thinks that I'm lying. You see me play. Yeah. Talk to this guy, please. Dre, this dude can fucking play. Mike. I'm a drummer. <laughs> As a fellow drummer, you understand what I'm about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had drummer envy the first time I saw him. <laughs> That's a very special feeling to have. Dude, Other drummers out there, you know. He shits on me so much. He goes, you don't know how to play, right? I'm like, no, I, uh, I have pictures. He goes, pictures don't mean shit. Can you uh, do me a favor, please? Uh, I was 21 years out, old. Call him out, Dre. His name is Dre. Dre, excuse me, can you hear me? You forgot about Dre? Oh, uh, shit. Oh, it was gonna was bad. Excuse me, bad. Dre. I was 21 years old the last time I saw you play drums. So it's been a while, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but. He's 46 now. I was the only sober person in the entire <laughs> establishment. I, I, so I, I feel. Still. Still, still <laughs> even to this moment. Uh, I feel pretty solid in saying I have a I have a a, a vivid memory of that experience, especially you standing up on your on your stool. Right, he was standing <laughs> up on a stool just playing the craziest shit. Well, and there were there were <laughs> like insane. five bands on that bill, so there's like a wall of amplifiers yeah. all around you. You're like in this like canyon of amplifiers, standing up between them. It was was very epic, and you not only drummed, you sang. You had that. You had a microphone like oh, on your. I still like a, do. You, nice. And yeah. so you're a drummer, you're a singer, and you're a performer, man. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. drummer, a real drums up on his Dre. thing and just rocks. He doesn't suck. <laughs> Correct. Thank you. Thank you. Correct. Thank you. <laughs> suck it, Dre. <laughs> hey, there's no way I'm gonna leave this place without saying one thing. The um, the what do you call it? The thing you did with the uh, City Weekly. The article. Oh yeah, yeah. The cover bands. That was the article. That was one of the most. Listen, obviously, you guys can tell, right? Everybody can tell. I'm not a reader. I read that, and I was like, there was just not a better way to put it. And this goes back to when we're talking about making making money out of music. This it's almost impossible to make money out of original music, right? Yeah. We know this. Everybody's going through the struggle. Now you guys are seeing it from the other side of the beehive. The other side of you know, the, other, the other perspective when you go, okay, may, and I'm guessing, I don't know, obviously, I don't know the logistics of you guys' as group. I'm guessing the money that you guys are making from here is also feeding this, which is the main goal. Am I right? Right. right. That's the whole purpose of yeah. Shuffle and all the party stuff yeah. that we do is that it funds our artistic integrity yeah. stuff, you know? So, so basically, it was, uh, how, how would you put this article? Uh, how would you explain it? I mean, it was the article was called "In Defense of Cover Bands." Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, and it was all about like she started the article talking about how there's this negative stigma around cover bands mm-hmm. and that they're like they're not real bands and they don't have sell like outs. yeah sellouts and they don't have any like real art behind what they're doing. And then she interviewed me, but she also interviewed several other musicians mm-hmm. from other cover bands, and she did a really good job of. Uh, of putting it in such a way that like, look, we've all got to do things to make money in our lives, but we also all have passions. We all have like an artistic or passionate side of ourselves and you have to find a way for those two to coexist. Mm-hmm. And a, and for a lot of musicians, a cover band is that. It's yeah. it's the way of, of being able to express themselves through an instrument yeah. while still 
making money and you know being able to justify the expense that they're putting into that. That doesn't mean it's not creative, right? Yeah, like for there sure. are plenty yeah, of experiences on stage where like like especially you when you're improvising, you'll like comp like the first few lines from the solo and then you're improvising. You like you're into improvisation and mode. And also like you gotta hone your craft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you gotta understand like how other people approach music and sometimes you'll find little nuggets of information where you're like, I love this. Like yeah. I can't tell you how many songs I've learned at a wedding where I like I've initially been like ah, I think this song sucks and then I learn it I'm like you know what the song kind of sucks but you know what I really like about it I like this one thing about it yeah and like yeah. that's that's part of honing your craft and that's like part of growing as a, a musician and I think completely discarding this idea like having this idea where you can't like learn anything or be good by learning other people's music is just crazy to me like it's absolutely yeah. crazy like you gotta hone your craft and learn new things and you learn new things by exposing yourself to new ideas yeah. And on top of that, you learn how you perform by playing with other people. Yeah. yeah. And when you're playing with other people and playing other people's music at the same time, not necessarily like going back to what we were talking about earlier, we do not play off of sheet music. Yeah. We do not play the song as it was written. We listen to the song. We practice a song on our own time. Sometimes we don't even practice as a band. Yeah. We show up and we're expected to kind of, sort of know what we're doing. And so we're putting a lot of ourselves and our own practice and our own voice into these songs that we're playing. So it's not a sterile environment. It's yeah. still very much a creative endeavor. It's just we didn't write it. Yeah, yeah. you're just using you know? someone else's structure to be you. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter like how many times I like play a rush song i'm just gonna sound like getty like me playing getty lee's lines do you know what i mean like yeah. like i can approximate it and i can get better at it and sound more like this person but i still sound like me yeah. um i was actually listening to another musician who said something recently um where they, where they were saying a lot of people tell young musicians that it's going to take a long time to sound like you but the reality is you sound like you from the moment you pick up an yeah. instrument <clears throat> the reality of the situation is it's going to take a long time for you to sound good yeah. That's the difference. And you've got to like spend the time and like invest yourself into yeah. it in order to sound good. Well, yeah. and one of the things that's helped me the most to grow as a musician in general is playing other people's music live. Yeah. Like I can do as much practicing in my bedroom as I want and I'll still be here. I'll still mm -hmm. be at a plateau. But as soon as you give me a challenge to play with strangers live yeah. playing somebody else's music that I don't have an emotional attachment to. Mm. And this is again, coming from somebody who is a very, I learn by listening mm -hmm. and by performing. Mm -hmm. So by getting all of those different ingredients together, it pushes me to be a better musician because I have to perform. I have to play with these people that I don't know playing music that I don't have an emotional connection to. Yeah. And how do I do that without reading music? I put myself into it. Yeah. You know, I think one, one, of, another thing that I, that I get from you guys is the, the, the difference, if we had to name it something that you guys have when it comes to co covers is the fact that you may be playing other people's music, but you guys have your own thing going on. Like you guys know when you guys are coming in, you guys know your own arrangements. You guys know the whole gimmick of like, you know, like, oh, we're going to have Mike singing. And he was like, well, I'm not prepared for this, you know? And then mm -hmm. you go on to the thing and I mean, I'm not going to give it away, but, <laughs> but you know, but like th that kind of stuff or like, or like saying, Hey, how about we, how about we just do this? Or like, how about we just take it easy a little bit? Or how about, Hey, 
let's let's last time I was there, you were like, "Hey, I think it's time to to chill and and you know play a a slow song or whatever." And then you kick him right in the nuts with the next song, and you're just like, "That is like okay, they're playing other people's music." But they have their own thing going on. And I think that's what mm. takes it to the next level. Yeah, we're right? doing our own thing. For exactly. Sure. Which, which yeah. that also plays a part on on the on the whole uh, performance that you do in order to make money, in order to support the dream. Making right? art. Yeah. And, yeah. and a lot of people, and a lot of here's another thing that I haven't done in a while. And this, I mean, I, I may be wrong for this, but I haven't gone and see bands play like i have no idea other than like my friends like i have no idea what's out there like i don't even i I don't even know if i can just go and they're like oh these guys are good or talented or whatever i just i have no clue and this and i think it's because it takes me to the same thing it's people exposing their music and then at the same time it's like well all we're gonna show is our music and whether you like it or not and now that i'm an expectator i can just say well, you have to give me something that says, all right, let's stay. And then, you know, hit me with one of yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hit me with your best shot. Fire away. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I think it's got to be, and you guys did it the right way because you guys did, hey, this is what we want to do. Advent Horizon is what we want to do, and this is what we want to do for the rest of our lives. Now, it's not going to it's not gonna go on its own unless we do something for it. What are we? Yeah. What do we do? We play music. We're talented. We we can we can play for hours, not ten hours, and then you go and you build this in order to make this happen. And I think it's like that's the best way to do it because all the all the bands just go and they play their original songs and then like you used to, mm-hmm. and then you go okay now let's throw a couple covers just yep. to so just so the people don't leave. And yeah. Like, oh, hey, let me play this for you. Like, oh, we know this song. And that's the shittiest feeling. No, yeah. exactly. Like, it really is. Yeah, it yeah. really I just, is. I just told yeah. you the dog pound fucking story. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it's I, now that I see that I've seen you guys do it. It's like, oh, that is the right way to do it. If we can spend a little bit of time, and like every time you play with somebody, they're gonna know other people's music, right? They're gonna know. Oh, I know this song, and they're like, well, let's play that song. But I think nowadays, if I was gonna do it again, I would say. I would do the same thing. I would say, hey, let's start something else. It's still us. Mm-hmm. It's still our band. Let's give it another name. Let's make some money here so we can make this happen. Yeah. yeah. It also, I, right. it, it taught us a lot of good lessons too. Like not just like other people's songs and like learning new things, but also like I was thinking about this the other day. Um, like when we first started Shuffle, right? We were just like, gr- well, we were grinding hard as Advent Horizon, but we were grinding hard as Shuffle too. We were just playing like every gig we could get kind of regardless of the pay or whatever. Yeah. And then it took us like learning a lesson. Like you joined another entertainment band and you were like, holy shit, this is how this is supposed to work. And like that information leveled us up you know what i mean like shuffle went from being like this playing a bar band to like being a real entertainment band that gets booked out for stuff i very see like that lesson applying very much to advent like we need to figure out like what is like what is that jump for original music like and i think we've been thinking at least i've been thinking about that a lot more and i think we've been kind of thinking about it like in a very roundabout way like we can't just do the same things that we used to as advent like because because remember with advent we would just like play any gig we could get and we play for like four hours and none of it would be original material or like two songs would be original material or whatever like i don't know for me that experience like seeing what a real professional band is like from the entertainment side has informed like 
what I think a real professional band is from an original side. I don't know yeah. if that makes any sense yeah, where yeah. I'm just like, oh, there's all these logistics. There's all these business shit you got to get done. And just like reframing it for me was like yeah. huge for me. Yeah. I think for an original band, um, that like leap of knowledge, f at least for me, has been like understanding who we're playing to. Like who's our crowd? Who's Who are the people that are into what we are as a band? Because it certainly isn't people drinking at a biker bar. Yeah. You know, it's like knowing where our crowd is, where is our target audience of people who enjoy progressive rock and metal music like we do. Um, and those people aren't generally just hanging out at, you know, the bar down on State Street. Those people are they are going to shows. They are seeing bands, um, but they also exist online. And there's a much bigger group of people, say, in Europe, in Latin America in on the east coast in the united states in australia than there are here in salt lake mm -hmm. and so for advent horizon it's just learning that we need to rather than rather than trying to play for anybody and everybody which is very ineffective because the vast majority of people on this earth are not prog rock fans yeah focusing the our efforts doesn't work just, for prog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah focusing our efforts just so that are everything's being targeted to the people who are going to be interested in our music, um, which takes money as, as in our genre, like to reach the people we want to reach. We can't really do that by playing live at a low level. So we have to be able to play the social media game and play the Spotify game and play the YouTube game and try to, you know, whether it be targeted ads or getting reviews in magazines or, or just joining Facebook groups of people who are fans of other bands that we love and commenting in those groups. Mm -hmm. It's doing everything we can to find the people who are in that world and trying to tactfully push our music to them, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's been the effort. That's I remember been the, seeing the big a, thing for us. I saw a comment online about Advent Horizon that someone was like, dude, these guys are so cool. Like, I'm a huge fan of them because we've been pushing out a lot of ads to places. And they're like, yeah, I've never heard of them before. And I was mm -hmm. like, holy shit, all those years of grinding? Like, like how did we not, like, I mean, I, I think things have changed over time. I mean, for us, but also online on the internet. But I was thinking about that. And I was like, we were just like, not we hadn't quite figured out what we needed to do. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. it we wasn't were, that hard to get on this person's radar. We were putting us, in like, an investing incredible into amount of effort, so many hours and all of it was in the wrong arena. Yeah. Yep. You know, and that is, so that's, I think that's just the big thing is it like wasn't refocusing wasted. our efforts towards places where they're actually going to have effect. Yeah. 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 Cause the grind for a local musician can be very effective if you're a certain genre, certain type of person in the right circumstance, right? The right environment. Yeah, yeah like, right environment. like the, the local scene supports the music you're trying to make. Like look at Provo, for example, right? Mm -hmm. If you're an indie rock band in Provo 10 years ago, the dream. Right. Yeah, like, you're, literally you're, the you're, dream. You're already big mm -hmm. if you're an indie rock Grunge band, band in Seattle in the early 90s. Dude, the dream. Yeah. yeah. So for a lot of... Okay. Yeah, so for a lot of original music... You know where it is? Okay. No, there's there's one right next to this water thing. Hopefully it's clean. Okay, bye. So anyway, that's fucking guy. Oh my dude. god, we need to kick him the fuck <laughs> out of the band. We're talking about all this like serious shit, but nah, he's a problem. And he's like, oh my kids. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh my god, dude, he's such a loose cannon at gigs, man. 
and he's so drunk. You never know what's gonna happen, man. Like we'll be playing a game. This whole podcast picked up as soon as he left. Hey, um, are you are you traveling? I thought you were traveling around. Yeah. So yeah, my we're, my, my day job sending me a few places. So they just sent me somewhere at the beginning of of October, but also in like three days or something, I'm traveling again. Where are you going? Can you say? You don't want to. I mean, I can. You're I'm going to France. Nice. Yeah. So for should work, dude? For what work? Are you a model? No. My, <laughs> that's what you say. Yes, fucker. <laughs> yes. Sure. The, com- have, the have company I work for. Washed hair. It's like modeling wow. bases. They're, they're a French modeling up. company, man. Modeling bases. Uh. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Sorry. Uh, no, I just, I work for like a French company. So oh, okay. like the, they bought my, uh, the place that I work at probably five years ago just mm-hmm. before i started there and now they're like you're going alone you're checking the wife uh so i went with my wife to montreal which is where i was before yeah. so i went there and then yeah no i'm just going by myself <laughs> and, and now you're like i took you to montreal now you're staying <laughs> yeah <laughs> somebody's got to look after the cats and it's not going to be me this <laughs> so true so true <laughs> seriously they're like hey we're going to canada can you watch our cats for two weeks yeah sure two weeks I'm hella allergic to cats. He is and hella allergic. Allergic. You did it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He did it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a good friend. You are a good friend, okay. dude. I appreciated you watching the cats. <laughs> you got three cats, huh? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this uh, that, is a long that, story. That, that, this, is a, no, that, this is a rabbit hole. I have three-ish cats. Let's just put it that way. Oh, they're transgender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys have any dates coming up? Do you guys have any... us? Now here's the here's my thing though you you guys know I love you guys but I need some advent Advent you need some dates I'm I'm fucking there with you we want to I think what we're doing right now is really trying to get into festivals I think like what Riley was saying before I think the moment that Advent starts playing out again is when we can like figure out what that level is for so I think we're trying to get into a lot of prog festivals. I think Advent will play Salt Lake again at some point. We just got to yeah. figure our shit out in I've, terms I've of like. I've actually been talking with uh, Jeremy about it because he works for the state room in the Commonwealth room. Okay. Yeah. I think there's a good chance that we'll put together some sort of an album release show and then nice. try to do some festivals next year along yeah. with it. So if we do like a local gig, it's very likely just going to be like a local gig mm-hmm. and then trying to get. But we want to do it again, right. Because you know again, I mean? like what we were Bring talking about is. Huh, what? A little closer. There you go. Sorry. Because what close. we were talking about just a little bit ago is we were grinding for years and it did almost nothing. You mean the app? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're on grinding <laughs> for years, man. That's our target market. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so as soon as Advent Horizon's music went internationally digital mm-hmm. and we found a way to like push our music to the, like you were saying, to the people that could actually appreciate it. It completely, at least from my perspective, changed my mind on what we were doing. Yeah. Because I was all about the grind for so long. And for, I was really, I got so discouraged that nothing was happening. You know, why, why are we playing two gigs a week and nobody cares? We're not selling any albums, you know what I mean? And so when it comes to playing Advent Horizon locally, it has to be an event. Yeah, we can't just go back to the grind again. And I want to yeah. do it right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this, this album has like so much information and co- like if we do this record, I want to put on a show. Yeah, do you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Like I want to like have everything together. Like if we need tracks, tracks are there. If we need lights, lights are there. If we need a sound guy front of house, like we need that kind of stuff there because to me, 
that's like the experience of going and seeing an original band is seeing a show. You're listening to them play their music, but you're also like watching a performance and like maybe not call it a gig, call it a concert. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so like if we come back to Salt Lake and play a gig, I just want to do it right because like I just I want to hit that next level with this band in the same way that we figured our stuff out for like the entertainment side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and I think we figured that out with this record. I think this record is the right music. That's, I mean, I, I, uh, Fuck that's, yeah, that's my is. take on it. Like, this is the right album for it. But also, it's just like, I think we're there as people. Like, we're ready to just like put that energy in there towards that. We're at, like finally at our point in our lives where we can like support it and not just feel like we're grinding and dying all the time. How did, uh, how did the Ogden thing go? Ogden thing. Did, oh, did. we didn't end up doing it. You didn't do it? Nah, it was it was too far away and it was too hard to put I'll, together. I'll be honest an event with you, when you say Ogden, like, I'm like, well, fuck that. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's why we were like, like nah. our, the local fan base that we have is pretty much all like Salt Lake yeah. or Salt Lake Valley, and Ogden's Ogden's a little far, and yeah. so it was. I was. I was announcing it, hoping that there would be enough interest, but it it was just nobody's going to drive an hour. Dude, so Justin and I, we, when we started this podcast, we we had this idea from the get go of like when we started making f- podcasters friends. Him and I started talking. We said, "Yo, how cool would it be to have an event with just us, right?" Because usually. You come here, right? And we have whoever we want and we have our podcasting friends. But at one point you got to be like, yo, I got to go. Mm-hmm. Right? I got I got things to do. I got to I'm a father, I'm tired or whatever it is, right? <laughs> but like I was like, do you imagine if we just we do and and we we started talking about how how will we do it and and we bring our podcasting friends and then we'll we'll do an event just for us, for us by us. That's never been done before, right? Fubu. <laughs> um so we started talking about it and then he got to one of our friends' ears and he's like, she goes, well, I have the space for it. I have like the big backyard with like axe throwing and we could do a bonfire and we can do this. And, we can. and I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. And then she's like, I'm in fucking, where, where does she live? Like somewhere like up in Ogden or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> like for us to do the first one, and I'm trying to invite people. Hey, let's do this. You'll be fun. And then you're like, it's an Ogden. And we're we'll like, what? The mm-hmm. fuck is this? Like you can't, you can't do it like that. So, uh, uh, I think she got she got upset about it because she said, I mean, whatever. That's like our thing, right? We're just a good friend of ours. But it was like, well, we we didn't talk about it enough. And it was like, I don't think it's that. I think it's like every time you say, oh, it's and it wasn't Ogden. It was even farther out. I was like. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where she lives. So I was like, "Bo, it's every time you say it's an Ogden, you hear people go, mm. yeah, you, you got to know your audience. Like, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. You got to know your audience. It's, for it's, sure. it's funny. Cause people who live in Ogden don't feel that way about stuff. That's in Salt Lake. Yeah. If, yeah. if you live in Ogden, you hear an event in Salt Lake, you go, cool. I'll drive down. Yeah. But, it, but if you live in Ogden, feels... you got problems, but also, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think they're used to that. Right. Cause if they want to go to a jazz game, mm-hmm. right. It's here. Yeah. If you want to mm-hmm. go to a concert, it's here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I, that's how, that's how I see it. But anyway, new album out now. Yep. How many songs? 11, 11 songs. 11 songs. Just short of, a, of an hour. A cell call home. A cell, a to, cell call to call home. home. A cell to call home. Tell us all about it before we go. It's a good album. You should listen to it. And I'm, I'm, I'm more interested to know your thoughts. What are yeah, your yeah. thoughts on the album? Well, I haven't he hasn't heard it. listened. I haven't heard it. I'll be honest. I haven't heard it. But 
You guys are witness. I've been asking for this for how long? Eight years. A, lo- a yeah. long time. <laughs> eight, eight years. I know I'm going to, and I and I I'll let you guys know for sure. Uh, we'll be back here and we'll talk about it next time he's not here. Not you, Justin. Uh, oh, was, but okay. I'm I'm excited. The thing is this: I when it comes to music and like I have friends that are artists, right? And they've come here to talk about their stuff. And they usually go, oh, I have music out. And it's like one song. So m- maybe that was my idea. of be like, oh, well, I'll just listen to it whenever I get to it. Right. But now that I know it's an album, I'm going to listen to it. I've been asking for it for a long time. That's not a joke. Uh, you guys know that I'm a fan. We mm-hmm. recorded it just for you, Angel. <laughs> Apologize, guys. <laughs> I want to get it on my way recipient. out. I'll stop at, uh, what was that? What was that show? What was that store? Graywell? Is that what it was? Graywell. Graywell. Give me yeah. a CD. Graywell. <laughs> We gotta, Wait, get our gotta get our CDs in Graywell. We don't have them there. I should. But we sold more CDs than I that. thought we would. That's for sure. Did you? Yeah. People still buy yeah. CDs. I bought CDs. It's I bought crazy. the first two CDs of you guys. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, yeah. anything else you guys want to? So, yeah, the album um, is available on CD. It's available on vinyl. <laughs> It's available. Is it really? Through it our is. website. Oh, yeah, we have honestly, both vinyl <laughs> and CD. It's crazy. We designed it for the the vinyl experience for sure. Yep. Nice. It's it's a love letter to to album listeners for sure. You guys have the yep. whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the, um, all and of the art is gorgeous. Yep. Buy the vinyl. No, we'll give you the vinyl. We'll give you. You want to uh, have? Yo, if you guys sign it, put it here somewhere. Let's, let's, do, it. let's, let's do, do it. Let's do it. But you, yeah, you want to have the product in your hands, looking at the art, reading mm-hmm. the lyrics while you're okay. listening to it. It is a concept album, like Kaysen said. It's a love letter to those who still love listening to an album, cover okay. to cover, just put on the headphones and don't press pause and okay. listen to it all the way through. Uh, it tells a story, so it's very, uh, it's very thematic. It's mm-hmm. very epic and very emotional in a lot of places. Um, we're proud of it. We're excited about how it turned out, and uh, it would mean a lot if you would go listen to it. It would mean a lot if you would go listen to it. I will it. listen to it. I promise you I will. Here's <laughs> another thing that has changed for me, because like, uh, as you, we were talking about this before we started, I, I took on another job, so now I'm like mm-hmm. in the office kind of things. So back when I was in the field, headphones all day long, podcasting, listen music, podcast all that stuff. Books, Nowadays, yeah. I have 20 minutes to go to work and 20 minutes to go back. I, I have know no the feeling. Like nothing. Yeah. And I'm not going to listen to headphones while I'm in the house. Mm-hmm. And if I'm in the house and I'm doing something, I I, I have to be just listen to this. And I will. Mm-hmm. And I promise you I will. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, dates, no dates, no shuffle? Uh, no, I don't think shuffle has any like public dates coming up. It's all, mm-hmm. most of what shuffle does is private events yeah, yeah. these days. And we'll do a few in, times unless a year. It's we'll city have public festivals, things. Okay. that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, no dates for shuffle, no dates for advent officially announced though to those who are local slash those who are in the U S and feel like traveling, we will be doing very likely some sort of a show next year. Uh, probably in Utah. So if you feel like traveling, come and see us. Well, they come talk um, about their new songs, the new music, and, and then uh, we're not playing here. So uh, yep. cool. Beach Death might do stuff in the future. Ian's back here in Utah now, so I know he wants to write more. Yeah, he, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. He posted with Beach something Death. from the freaking Red Iguana and was like, "Not Utah," <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, you <laughs> jerk." Yeah. So yeah, we'll have. Uh, I don't know. Stay tuned with the advent and the shuffle and the, all those. You got the socials projects. for the band. Your guys' socials. Whatever you guys yeah, want. Yeah, it's Facebook slash Advent. Advent Horizon Band. There's also, if you actually the easiest way, just go to adventhorizonmusic.com and right at the top of the page, you can click on all the social links. We'll put a link on our 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 uh, episode two. Sweet. 
Thank you guys for coming. Oh, thanks this for having us. House, you can do with this whenever you guys want. One day we'll get everybody here, though, even if we have oh, to yeah. like <laughs> switch. Oh, that's dangerous. The floor. We'll move this. Now. We'll move this. We'll put people here. They we'll can, do it. You know what's funny is that I swear to you, we bought these microphones for like twenty five dollars a piece. They are awesome microphones, and like now that we're recording Thursdays, because we, we were supposed to do Friday, and then it's like, well, how about this? We'll do it now. Justin and I record Thursdays, and every now and then they got like the drum line in here, outside out there, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're like banging the drums, and it sounds so loud. And I tell people, try to not listen to it, try to not pay attention because you can't hear it here. Mm-hmm. Like they're banging on the drums, and you listen to our episode, and you can't Good barely isolation. hear. Isolation, nice. but they're like they're like they're like raising their voice. I'm like, dude, just just, just talk. Like, don't just let talk. it bother you. Dude. Just <laughs> talk. Yeah. Just talk. Nice. All right. Anything else, fellas? Before we get out of here. I know no. you got to try. Where are you going? Can you tell? Where am I go- oh, I'm I've, I'm playing a wedding in Phoenix on Saturday, so I got to fly gross. out in the morning. I, it actually for real is gross, though, because it's going to be like 75 degrees here uh-huh. all weekend, and Phoenix is going to be 104, 105. Yeah. Phoenix is just like gross. <laughs> Shout out to all my Phoenix people. <laughs> Dude, I, we played some beautiful <laughs> gigs in Phoenix <laughs> in like January, February. I love Phoenix in the winter. But. I have family in Phoenix. Fuck that place. It's too hot, man. All right. I was trying to make a case for all of our Phoenix fans, but it's lost now. Sorry. Yo, our drummer you hates know. you. <laughs> they do know. Hey, if you live in Phoenix, you're already fucked up. <laughs> Until next time, take care of yourself. Actually, you can catch me and Cervera on Instagram, Angel Cervera on Facebook. That's my last name. You know it's C-E-R-V-E-R-A. And until next time, take care of yourselves out there. Advent Horizons here. Check them out. Please do. And until next time, take care of yourselves out there. We will see you. You guys got to say peace. On the other peace. side of the beehive. Peace, peace out. That's kind of cute. <laughs> peace. <laughs>